Welcome to Locked On Grizzlies podcast. I'm your host, Mark King. For the show, the Grizzlies completed several more trades at the trade deadline. So this is kind of our trade deadline reaction show. We'll talk about everything they did today. Uh, we followed up with, we found out the actual details of the Grizzlies trade with Miami. They also made another trade with the Timberwolves, as well as a trade with the Houston Rockets. So we'll talk about all those trades coming up on this episode of Locked On Grizzlies. Pull up, jump shot. It's good. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the show. The Grizzlies finally completed that deal with the Miami Heat for Justice Winslow. We found out the details of the trade, and it sounds like the trade was being waited on to uh, figure out what the Thunder could do because the Heat really wanted Danilo Gallinari in that deal. The hangup was the extension of what Danilo Gallinari wanted, uh, he probably wanted more than they, what the Heat were trying to give him. And so ultimately that deal didn't get done because of that extension talks that broke down between Danilo Gallinari and the Miami Heat, which means the three-team three, cha- three team trade broke down between the Grizzlies and the Heat as well. So it ended up being in just a two-team trade with the Grizzlies for Justice Winslow, James Johnson, Deion Waiters, Jay Crowder, and the Grizzlies uh, gave away uh, Andre Godala, Jay Crowder, or Solomon Hill. And that's it. No picks attached. And let's just talk about that just for a second. Before This is before we found out the Grizzlies do anything else. And so, um, you know, that's a lot of money. It's uh, $40 million coming back. And, and, you know, that is an opportunity cost for Justice Winslow. And, and there's no doubt about that. And so the Grizzlies went from having like $15 million in, a, in cap space before the trade deadline, like yesterday, and now they have almost none in, uh, for the uh, for the cap space for 2020 this summer, this year. So uh, the Grizzlies clearly valued, um, or they clearly, clearly made a decision, and that decision was, we're going to pass on this year's free agency in terms of trying to find a big prospect that they can bring in alongside Ja, Jaron, and this young core for the Grizzlies. And that's that's okay, because there's honestly not a whole lot of big prospects on the market this year. And so the Grizzlies clearly made a decision internally, we're going to use this cap space in a different way to get what we want in terms of this year and right now. And that cost to get what they want was Justice Winslow all along. Now, whether they knew or thought they could move Deion Waiters or James Johnson in a separate deal, I don't know. But they clearly made a decision on what they were going to do for the future. And so that's, I see, you know, we've seen a lot of national media talk and a lot of people reacting to the trade in various ways. But a lot of what I see is it costs too much. They have no cat space. Why do they do that? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and I'd say I have, my, I have my reservations about it as well. In terms of what you got, and not because you use up the cat space, I don't really care about that. That that's what it's there for. 
again, we've talked about on this show before that cap space, it's an asset and it's an asset you should utilize. And they just utilize it in a different way than most people do or normal teams do. And that's totally fine as well because um, you still get what you want. I think I thought the Grizzlies could have gotten more for Jay Crowder individually than using him to basically facilitate that deal with Miami Heat. I thought they would probably be able to deal him to a different team, maybe even Solomon Hill to a different team to get something more for Jay Crowder because they ultimately um, they took on two bad contracts. Uh, they gave away Andre Godala, yes, but they also gave away players that I thought could legitimately help a team, and I think that's what Jay Crowder will do. They will legitimately help Miami Heat playing playing this year. And so, yes, those are also expiring contracts for the Miami Heat and Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill. But I thought they would be able to get more. So that's why I was a little shocked that there wasn't more to the trade in terms of picks involved or more compensation for the Grizzlies. I thought that they, quite frankly, deserved more than that to take on two bad contracts while only getting a player, while I think is going to be very good for the Grizzlies, if he can stay healthy, there's still always that concern of if he can stay healthy. And we've talked about on the show earlier today that we released that, you know, if he doesn't stay healthy, there are ways out. If he, there is a problem with his health down the road, it's not, you're not so pigeonholed in terms of what you're able to do. You can still get out of it. So uh, I'm not too concerned with the health, but I, I do think the Grizzlies could have gotten more or I would have liked to think they could have gotten more for Jay Crowder. Um, and maybe that's not the case. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not involved in these talks. None of us are. And so maybe that's not the case. Maybe all they could get were, you know, two second round picks uh, for Jay Crowder or a second round pick for Jay Crowder or whatever that might be. And they decided that shipping him to the Miami Heat for a return of Justice Winslow but to make that deal work because Andre Iguodala and uh, Andre Iguodala and Justice Winslow straight up doesn't work. So you have to put more people in that scenario to make those numbers match. And so they decided that, you know, instead of getting this really crappy second round pick or something that will never convey, let's utilize Jay Crowder's contract in this situation to be able to get someone that we really want in Justice Winslow. And so maybe that's what they decided. And, and I'm okay with that. I, I just, I'm okay with the music cast space. Honestly, I don't think it's a, that big a deal. Uh, but I just thought they could have gotten more, for that Grizz or for the Grizzlies could have gotten more in that trade, or they deserved more in that trade if they're taking on two contracts that are quote unquote bad money. And so that's kind of where I landed on it. I think it's a great deal for the Grizzlies. Again, if you're worried about the cat space, I know there's a lot of national media uh, slam the Grizzlies for for making that trade and uh, the idea that they don't have the money to do whatever they wanted to do. They they're, they're have no cat space now, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, that, and that's fine, but. Quite frankly, there was no one they were going to spend on anyway that wasn't a restricted free agent. And guess what? You can still go out and buy, or you can still go out and bid on those restricted free agents. Joe Harris, we talked about on this show, uh, is the guy that I would love to Grizzlies for, to go out and get. You can still do that. Sign in trades with, with restricted free agents. Sign in trades are the usual way those things happen. So at that point in the summer, then. Dion Waiters and what would have been James Johnson, but mainly Dion Waiters, is now an expiring deal. Okay, so it is now a deal where, okay, if you want to pay Joe Harris and the Brooklyn Nets can't pay Joe Harris, but they'll do a sign and trade with you because they'll take the expiring deal to have more money coming off the books, and so be it. That might be an avenue to still get someone like a Joe Harris as a restricted free agent. So I would say to the people who are stressing over the cat space that, A, 
you, you're going to have to use it anyway. Uh, there is an actual salary floor. And B, um, there are still ways to go about getting the guys you might would probably normally go after because the best players in this free agent market are all restricted this year anyway. So that, that to me, I wouldn't pick too much like fret over too much. Those guys, the, the money comes off the books next year anyway, even if they don't do anything. And that's when you have to start playing, playing, paying people like Jaron. And that's when you can go after some bigger free agents that might be on the, on the, uh, on the block next year or in the summer of next year. So I wouldn't worry about the, the cat space too much. Again, they, they did what they thought was best for the team. And I'm not going to sit here and bag on them for not getting more because I honestly don't know what was out there. And like I said in this show earlier today, they have earned our benefit of the doubt where if they say, hey, this is the best deal we could get for Andre Godale, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill, then, then so be it. That's the best deal they could get. I, I'll, I'll believe that for now because they've earned that benefit of the doubt for me. So I'll call it a win for the Grizzlies that particular trade. Again, I think Justice Winslow is going to be really good for the Grizzlies. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll talk about all the other trades the Grizzlies made today as well. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. And if you head to calm.com slash LockedOnNBA, you'll get 40% off a Calm Premium Membership. With Calm, you have access to nature scenes like LeBron loves, rain or leaves, and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Welcome back to the show, talking Grizzlies trades. The next trade they pulled off today before or after the James Johnson, Deion Waiters, Justice Winslow trade was Bruno Cabloclo trading for Jordan Bell from the Houston Rockets. They also get some kind of weird pick swap that, uh, to be quite frankly, it it hurt my head, and I'll, I'll look at it, and I'll be able to explain it to you guys on the next show what the actual protections are. But nonetheless, they're just swapping second round picks. That's really all that matters, but there's like, you know, if this happens, then they get this, but not this. And so there's a lot of lot of different protections and scenarios on those particular picks. So I will view this as a straight up Kobloklo for Jordan Bell swap. And that's a great that's a great trade. Uh, you know, it's a Jordan Bell is a, a young player, a center, very athletic, can rim run, catch lobs. Like he is a he is a backup center. Like the Grizzlies went out and what they did today was they short up their wing spot or what they thought their wing spot should be and they short up their backup bigs. That's what they did today. And I think that was probably some of their weakest areas. And they did a good job of of going out and again, Jordan Bell, I don't know what kind of minutes he's going to play for the Grizzlies, but I think he can it's possible. I mean, if you guys remember, this is a guy that just a few years ago was making a name for himself with the Warriors. It's only his third year in the league. So uh, for him, I think it's a great trade. You got you're trading a guy in Bruno who, quite frankly, they 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 tried Bruno as a big, and Houston wants to go super small, and Bruno kind of fits that mold for them, but not what the Grizzlies are trying to do. They tried it out, it just it didn't work. It never worked for them with playing where they wanted Bruno to play and in Taylor's system. It just never worked for him, and so hopefully he gets a shot in Houston. 
I think that he deserves it. He's a good guy. But again, he is a guy, Bruno Jordan Bell is a guy that can be very good off the bench for this Grizzlies team. If you look at the last time he was playing uh, bigger minutes, 14 minutes a game for that Golden State team, he was averaging, averaging just five points a game, four rebounds a game, uh, eight to, to assist a game. Uh, you know, but he was shooting 63% from the field uh, last year, even for the Warriors, shooting 51% from the field. So, you know, it's, it's not a huge impact, not a big impact guy, but it's a, it's a trade along the margins. I think it's really good for the Grizzlies because just Bruno for him straight up, I think, is a win all day long. And you just get a, you kind of get a free tryout. He is a guy that is the last in the last year of his deal on one point six million dollar deal. It's expiring at the end of the year. If he doesn't pan out, if it doesn't like what you you don't like what you see in Jordan Bell, you just let him go at the end of the year and you move on, and that's that. And so I think it's definitely a a good look for a different guy because you already knew what you had in Bruno Caboclo. It's a good look for a different guy in Jordan Bell in terms of what you're able to do in your backup bigs. The next trade that they did was with the Timberwolves with Gorgie Dang. And, the, of course, they traded for another guy that his name is very difficult to spell. Just right after I have got used to spelling Giannis Valanciunas, they trade for a guy like Gorgie Dang. But either way, uh, I think this is a great trade. They trade ended up trading James Johnson for Gorgie Dang. And it's a guy that, yes, has money on the books next year. But... It is, and it's a little more money than James Johnson. It's actually $2 million more than what you have with James Johnson. But this is the, your backup big. This is the guy coming off the bench for you to play uh, with the Grizzlies in a, in a backup role. He's a guy that just probably, if you look at the year, a couple years ago when he was starting, playing 82 games, playing 32 minutes a night, he was, it was 10 and 8 is what he averages every night with 1.2 blocks, 2 assists. I mean, it's a good player. He's not playing as much as he was before that, and he's not playing as many minutes. He's only playing about 17 minutes a game right now, but it's still 7.4 points per game, a little over six rebounds per game. I think that's perfectly fine. And you move off with someone like James Johnson, who I didn't think was going to have a whole lot of meaningful minutes here anyway, might even you know might have even just sat and never played at all. And for a guy like Gorgie Jane, when this is a guy that could actually provide meaningful minutes for the Grizzlies, they went out and got more athletic off the bench for their bigs. They're able to do just a ton of different things now in terms of what, you know, if they're having you know, different matchups, if Jonas is struggling and with the pick and roll, you know, if he's sagging off defense, can't stay with guys. Now you bring in a couple different guys. You can at least roll out there and see what you have, see if it works out. And these guys and Gorgia Ding and Jordan Bell to show up your backup bigs. Again, they're more athletic. And that's what the Grizzlies, that is literally the name of the game for this trade down line right now, was athleticism. That's what they went out and did. That, that's clearly what they want in this front office is to get up and down the court faster, more often. Like you've seen that all year long. When the Grizzlies get up and down the court, when they're moving the pace, they're pushing the tempo, they are winning games. And so they just went out and did exactly what they wanted to do and add more pieces to the puzzle for the Grizzlies roster in terms of what they want to do. And Gorgeous Jing is not a, you know, now he's starting to actually take threes this year. And 2.6 attempts per game, he's hitting one three per game. That's 38%. Very small sample size. Very small sample size. But you never know. The Grizzlies have, the Taylor Jenkins and this coaching staff has done wonders for, uh, for Jaron Jackson Jr.'s shot. So you never really know what you get with those type of guys, especially in a system like Taylor Jenkins. Maybe that improves. Again, Taylor wants everybody shooting threes, and so I think that will probably uh, 
It'll probably definitely help in this situation to have Gorgeous Ding have already been shooting some threes, but maybe that goes up even more off the bench. I definitely expect him to play. I definitely expect him to get time right away. So we'll probably see more often than not what he's able to do beyond the beyond the arc. But he's still guy provides you know uh, excellent rebounding. The guy provides he just it's, you know it's a lot like Jonas in terms of his rebounding, second chance points, all those things. But he's also athletic. So. I love it. I think it's a great trade for the Grizzlies. Again, he's got two years left on the deal, and it's a similar situation to James Josh and like we talked about talked about in the first segment. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It'll be an expiring next year, and you just move on with your life. But it's an easy, you know, I'd rather have Gorgie at that particular number than I would James Johnson. Put it like that. Let's take one more quick break. We'll be right back and finish up. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know about Locked On Grizzlies is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Grizzlies fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach Locked On podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Grizzlies fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the show. I want to talk about kind of what we expect the Grizzlies lineup roster to look like as far as the minutes played. You know, going forward after the trade deadline, they traded away two guys that were playing about 48, 50 minutes a game. So that's a lot of minutes to go out and just soak up. And um, But before we get to that, I want to talk about a few things, other things I've seen online. A question I've seen pass around a lot to me, a few other people, is what about DeAnthony Melton? All this cat space, now we, have, now we can't re-sign DeAnthony Melton. Don't fret. Uh, the Grizzlies have other mechanisms. We always talk about the mid-level exception. There's that. There's a biannual exception. There's several different me- exceptions that the NBA allows teams to use that they can that they can utilize to go over the cap as long as they're not going to a luxury tax. So those are a couple different ways, and I've said all along, I think DeAnthony Melton will fit into a mid- the mid-level exception. So I wouldn't worry about that. You'll still have money to put him in wherever you need to put him in. You also have his bird rights, and so teams can also go over the cap to re-sign their own players that have their bird rights as well. So I wouldn't worry about re-signing Josh Jackson if that's something they want to do or DeAnthony Melton because those are the only two players out there that you'd have to re-sign at this point. So I wouldn't worry about either one of those guys. Again, there's really no – remains to be seen where they want to bring Josh Jackson back. So if DeAnthony Melton is the only guy you're worried about this offseason, you have plenty of mechanisms to do that. Don't worry about that at all. There are plenty of ways to go out and sign DeAnthony Melton. The other thing is – did the Grizzlies get worse? I'd argue, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that Jay Crowder was was meaningful to a lot of people in the locker room. I know people like Jay Crowder. I know people like Solomon Hill. But let's be honest, they played a game just last night without those guys in the lineup, and they destroyed the Mavs. Granted, the Mavericks weren't at full strength, but there's no reason to think that D- Jay Crowder and DeAnthony Mel- or Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill 
we're out there the ones winning the games for this Grizzlies team. That's just not the truth at all. It was DeAnthony Melton. It was Jaron Jackson. It was John Moran. It was Tyus Jones. Jonas Valanciunas. It was the guys you see out there every single night making contributions. It wasn't Jay Crowder, and it wasn't Solomon Hill. So they definitely didn't get worse. And a lot of people, I saw a lot of national narratives that now their playoff chances have just crashed. And I just don't think that's the truth at all. If anything, I think their playoff chances have gotten better. You, you, you sub out, you know, you put in a guy, if he's healthy, when he's healthy, like Justice Winslow, who can still score the ball for you and play some that suck up a lot of the minutes or Jay Crowder. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different, they, they, different things the Grizzlies are going to be able to do now. So if anything, I think their chances of the making the playoffs got higher than lower. So the Grizzlies gave up two guys that play about 48, minutes, 50 minutes a game for them. Uh, right away, I would think that... And I don't know what they're going to do with Deion Waiters. Before we get into that, I don't know what they're going to do with Deion Waiters. I don't know if they view Deion Waiters as a guy that can come in and help this team. I don't know if Deion Waiters wants to play. That is a big question mark for the Grizzlies team is what are they going to do with a guy like Deion Waiters who hasn't really played all year. Um, and so I, I would be curious to see as well what they decide on if they, if they just set him at the end of the bench. I, I don't know. You would want to – I don't think they'd probably buy him out because he still has two years left. So – I mean, it's an option, I would assume, but I don't know if they would probably do that. So I think a lot of it depends on this kind of talking about rosters and minutes, what they decide they want to do with Deion Waiters. I think there are a lot of people out there that think Deion Waiters can play basketball still. I mean, it is a it is a contributor. might be overpaid, but can he be a contributor on a team? I, I, I tend to think he could. I don't know if he wants to be a, a, a coming off the bench because that's I think that's where he's going to be. But I think he can contribute to this team and I think he could contribute to this team this year. So I'd be curious to see what, what his thoughts are and what he decides that he wants to do with this Grizzlies team, what the Grizzlies team decides that they want to do with Deion Waiters. Beyond that, whenever Justice Winslow is healthy, I would expect him to soak a lot of starting minutes at the three, take him more on that Jay Crowder spot. You'll probably see Josh Jackson's uh, minutes expand a little bit more. He's already been playing a lot more than he than he has last week, just with the, the trade deadline and all that stuff. So you probably see Josh Jackson's expand a little bit more, and I'll probably see Gorgia Dane probably take on Solomon Hill's minutes in that backup role, that fifteen minute a night probably type of role right there. So I don't know if I see Jordan Bell getting minutes right away, but I think it's definitely a, a you know a situation where they're going to put him out there in different different spots different you know coverages different matchups to see what they have because there's no reason trading for a guy if you're not punting on seeing what you have this year playing him and trying to figure out if he's worth a long-term resign or not so um you know I, I think those are probably right away your biggest players that step in and start playing are justice winslow when he's healthy because he is hurt right now and gorgeous dang those two guys are probably your best um, or most likely candidates for to soak up a lot of those minutes, as well as some increased roles for Josh Jackson and a few other players, uh, minutes here and there. So, um, you know, depending on what Grayson Allen does when he gets back, I would assume him to get some of those minutes as well. But again, he's hurt, so we're not talking about that right now. But one of the bigger questions, like I mentioned, is what they do with Deion Waiters. That'll be interesting to see what they have for him going forward. I'm sure we'll get to talk to the front office probably in the next few days about the trade deadline, so it'll be something that we ask as well. So, I appreciate you guys taking with us through the trade deadline. If you have any questions, make sure you go ask them on Twitter at King underscore producer at Locked on Grizz of the show. Let me know your thoughts on the trade deadline. What did you guys think about the trades? Did you like them? Did you love them? Uh, hit me up. Let me know. All questions come up for next week's Monday mailbag. You can shoot those to me on Twitter in a DM as well. We'll talk to them about those on Monday. So if you have any questions about the trade deadline, about the new players, 
anything like that at all, make sure you ask them before next Monday's show for our Monday mailback episode. Go subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss any episodes that we put out every single day. Stay tuned for more episodes next week.